Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. Got a confusing topic today. It has to do with milk and dairy. It's so frustrating because some people say milk's the best. Some people say do raw milk only. And some people say avoid it completely. So it's hard to know which to follow. If you are in that camp, I hope you'll follow along today. And if you have friends or family that are interested in that, be sure to hit the like and subscribe and share buttons to invite them to join us to cover this topic. All right, so as you're coming on live on Facebook and Periscope, please share in the comments your first name, where you're from, and what you're sipping on. Today I have my lemon water. I do this a lot when the weather gets warmer. It's good clean water, a little bit of lemon juice, and sweetened with stevia, and I add uh, mineral drops and a pinch of sea salt to it as well. So get some good minerals, get that freshening lemon juice, and I stay hydrated. It's one of my favorite beverages in the warm weather. Um, and the stevia means it's not sugary. So be sure to share that in the comments. I'll come back and check it out. And uh, if you're live on Facebook, Millie is right there in the comments and she's going to be pasting links to everything that I mentioned today. But no matter what, the show notes, the transcript, everything is completely ready for you at askwardy.tv. You just look for episode 77, okay? Is dairy really good for you? I'm thrilled you're all here to join me. This is Ask Wardy, and I'm Wardy, and this is the weekly show from Traditional Cooking School where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. Some of them are health-related, a lot of them are cooking-related, and so we kind of put it all together and try to steer you in the right direction as much as possible. This episode, just like any other, I'm not a doctor. I'm a cook, like a lot of you, making decisions along with my husband for our family. So what I share is really our own experience, and you want to take it with a grain of salt and use what works for you and do your own research. Thanks for the hearts that are coming in on Periscope. Please remember, wherever you're tuning in, that there's a subscribe, like, and share button, and I love it. Uh, when you do that. So invite your friends and family, bookmark this for later. Okay, so we're going to get into today's topic now. Is dairy milk really good for you? This is a question that came from Stephanie L. She says, I keep going back and forth on dairy. Having read The Untold Story of Milk by Ron Schmid, which is a really good book and we've got it linked for you at askwardy.tv a few years ago. I know that raw milk is good for you, but so many of the health summits I've listened to online the past couple years repeatedly state, for optimal health, get off sugar, gluten, dairy, etc. So, Stephanie says, can dairy truly benefit us? My husband is lactose intolerant, which weighs in too, and having read a a little from the fermentation purchase I made last year, maybe we could overcome that. All right, Stephanie, so... This episode is really going to be short and sweet because I'm not going to throw dairy under the bus. If you remember the three scenarios I mentioned first, dairy's great, only raw dairy, or avoid dairy completely. I'm in the middle camp. 
only raw dairy, meaning you, it's best to start with raw dairy. Um, that's my preference. But I don't want to say that it works for everybody because I know that there are health conditions and, and health challenges people face where they need to avoid dairy for a time or altogether. So we're going to kind of cover the ins and outs of that. And again, I'm not going to throw dairy under the bus, but I'm also not going to say it's 100% good for everybody because there are situations when it isn't. And that's what you want to consider. And Stephanie and others who are... Um, wondering, what about all those health gurus who say avoid dairy? What's the deal with that? Well, I'm going to address something that I think is prevalent when you're online or at conferences or whatnot or talking to your doctor and they say you need to go on a dairy-free diet or whatnot. I think that most of them are speaking to the general public. And what do we know about the general public? The general public is not drinking raw milk or using home fermented dairy with lots of probiotics and enzymes, they are having conventional dairy. It's either cheese and dairy products that are devoid of nutrition and cultures, or it's dairy that's been pasteurized or ultra-pasteurized or homogenized. So the general public is eating that and consuming that. So I think that unless we know otherwise, we can assume most of the time, maybe just 99% of the time, maybe not, um, maybe 20% of the time, or 80% of the time, but anyway, most of the time we can assume that they are referring to conventional dairy. Maybe in some cases they're referring to the dairy that we know and love, which is raw milk, uh, yogurt and kefir that come from raw milk or that we've cultured to make it better. Um, so maybe in some cases they're speaking to that audience, but unfortunately they don't qualify their statements. So I take their recommendations with a grain of salt unless I know for sure that they're referring to raw or raw fermented dairy. And this is because I agree with them actually. If they are talking about conventional dairy, they're absolutely right. If they're talking about raw dairy, then we need to have a further discussion. Conventional dairy should be avoided as much as possible. It's no longer a real food. So if, you're, if, if you see the grocery store milk, it's ultra pasteurized, it's homogenized, whatnot, um, or the dairy products that come from it, or the dairy that's in processed foods, um, the animals that produce that are raised in just abhorrent, sick conditions. The milk is often laced with pesticides, genetically modified foods that the animals have eaten, antibiotics, hormones, and then it's pasteurized or ultra pasteurized and, and or homogenized, and this uh, processing further destroys uh, the food, so you lose enzymes, probiotics, and vitamins, so the milk is denatured. On the other hand, raw dairy, which I happen to have some raw milk right here, we get it locally. Raw dairy, especially pasture-raised raw dairy, that's why it's so important to look for grass-fed, is abundant with probiotics, so the naturally beneficial organisms that are in the milk right out of the uh, milking animal. It's abundant with enzymes, and the notable enzyme is lactase, which, Stephanie, you mentioned your husband is lactose intolerant. Well, lactase comes with your raw milk. It's just naturally part of the package, so it helps with the digestion of lactose, which is the milk sugar. And further considering raw milk, if it comes from pasture-raised, grass-fed animals, meaning animals that are feasting on rapidly growing green grass, uh, the milk is also rich with healthy saturated fats, omega-3s, and fat-soluble vitamins A, D, and K2. 
If you go to the show notes, askwordy.tv and look for episode 77, we have a link to an article with a lot more information about fat-soluble vitamins because they are crucial. And raw dairy is a great source of that because um, the fat in the raw dairy has the fat-soluble vitamins. So there are gradations in between the conventional and raw, uh, pasture-raised, grass-fed raw. I'm aware of that. So I've drawn kind of a big dichotomy here with opposites, but there are steps in between. And so if you go to askwardy.tv, episode 77, one of the links there is to an article called Choosing the Best Milk. And so it will guide you in sort of like best, better, and worst choices. I think we have five different levels there, okay? Now we need to talk about when raw dairy should be avoided. Stephanie, you brought that up. You said you read The Untold Story of Milk, which is a fantastic book, but yet health gurus are saying avoid dairy for whatnot. Um, And there are valid reasons to avoid dairy. Okay, so let's talk about this now. And again, I'm not a doctor and I can't give medical advice, so I'm just sharing kind of information that's generally out there. You would want to validate and or research more of this on your own. Consult your doctor. Um, to really nail it down for your family or for your, for yourself. So there are some situations where people are advised to avoid dairy, even raw, for good reasons. Here's some examples. Perhaps the individual's trying to heal the gut, so their gut health is compromised. Well, lactose, that is the milk sugar, feeds undesirable organisms, and therefore it needs to be avoided completely so those, those organisms just pretty much die off. They lose their food source. Now here is uh, kefir, homemade kefir, and in things like this or long fermented yogurt and otherwise cultured dairy, um, the lactose can be reduced 100%, like 24-hour yogurt or this kefir, the lactose can be reduced 100%, and that might be fine to introduce. You'd want to check with your um, provider who's guiding you through this gut healing diet or the protocol you're following as to when to introduce it. Another situation, casein. There's a lot of people that are allergic to this milk protein. It's called casein, and there are other proteins as well. Like there's a whey protein that's um, dissolved in uh, the liquid part of milk. Anyway, milk proteins can be hard for someone to digest if they have compromised digestion or just a lifelong allergy. So therefore, to heal and or reduce irritation, they'd want to avoid milk or dairy products containing casein, which a lot of them are, um, you know, with the exception of like butter that's purely the fat or ghee that's clarified butter that's purely fat. So that, so the person who has this kind of a protein allergy to dairy would avoid the milk completely, raw or otherwise. Okay, so that's basically um, some of the conditions, the health conditions, which may or may not affect your ability to enjoy milk. And I want to mention one more that is more technical. It's not really widespread knowledge, but if you're interested um, and you've sort of exhausted everything else, it may be something you want to look into. So there's this genetic defect, and it affects the protein in the milk of conventional cows like Holsteins, while it does not affect heritage cows such as Jersey's. And that's not 100% because there are um, heritage cows that are affected, okay? So heritage cows are not always free from this defect. Um, And here's what it's called. You may have heard it in literature. So it's the A1 versus A2 issue. So the Holstein cow's milk protein is called A1, and it actually has a genetic defect. 
um, the heritage cow's milk protein is called A2. It doesn't have this defect. And there's some people, such as my friend Megan, that I've mentioned many times from Eat Beautiful, um, that their bodies know the difference between A1 and A2. They cannot do A1, so they seek out um, raw milk from farms where the cows have been tested, done the genetic testing to verify that they're free from the defects, so they're considered A2 cows. Okay, that article I mentioned earlier called Choosing the Best Milk, the link is below this video or go to the transcript at askgordy.tv. That article will give you more information about this genetic defect. And in any of these examples, whether you're allergic, sensitive, gut healing issues, insulin sensitivity issues, um, the protein sensitivity, the avoidance of dairy, whether or not it's raw or fermented, may be uh, for a lifetime or it may be for a time. These are just the things that I came up with off the top of my head that may mean that even though we believe that raw milk is a beautiful, real, nutritious food, some of these things may mean that you should avoid it. Um, and every person in every situation is unique. Stephanie's the one who had the question today. She's been going back and forth. Her husband has the lactose intolerance, which I'm gonna address in just a moment. But every person in every situation is unique. And in general, raw dairy is a beautiful food, but it just stands to reason that certain individuals cannot have it. Okay, so final issue just to address since it was in Stephanie's question is the lactose intolerance issue. So often lactose intolerant individuals are able to consume raw milk like this. And remember I mentioned earlier that raw milk has the lactase enzyme. When milk is pasteurized and turned conventional, the enzyme um, perishes in the processing. Raw milk retains the lactase enzyme. And so that lactase enzyme can help you digest lactose. So many who are lactose intolerant switch to raw milk and find that they have no indigestion, no issues with lactose. That is because of the lactase, if that makes sense. So it's really just beautiful for that process. Um, or if this person still has trouble with raw milk, and some do, they just need a little bit extra help, you could turn to this little thing I've got right here. And these are called lactase drops. We love these. Uh, they do help one member of our family who needs a little bit more help with the lactose. So they're just drops. It's made by Seeking Health. We have a link for you at askwardy.tv, uh, episode 77, or just look with this video. You add drops of this to your milk. You can either, either put your milk in a cup and then add, just read the bottle, I think it's maybe... Um, five drops to a cup you can go more you can go less depending on your need but you add some drops to your cup and you just drink it immediately or you can add lactase to the whole jug and this is what we do often is a whole jug of milk I just do three whole dropperfuls of this and then we actually put if you can see that we put an L on the gallon so everybody knows this is the gallon that has lactase added <laughs> Um, and so that's another option for you, for your husband, Stephanie, is just to, to add lactase drops to the milk. You can do this with raw milk. You could do it with conventional milk as well. But if you just provide the lactase that's necessary for digestion, um, it's not super expensive, but it does cost. And um, if you want to enjoy the benefits of milk without the indigestion and just help to break down the lactase, there you go. And I do want to say one thing we noticed, and my husband could explain the chemistry of it for you. I, I can't. But um, one thing we've noticed is the milk tastes sweeter. So somehow, if you put your droppers in here and just, you know, if you put your drops in the milk 
and let it work. And then whenever you have milk, just pour it off. But the milk tastes sweeter because the lactase actually breaks down, we think, it breaks down the lactose in the milk jug. And the breaking of the lactose sugars splits them into smaller sugar molecules. Anyway, the result is it tastes sweeter. And we've noticed the milk lasts longer. It's quite, it was a quite um, unexpected benefit. And that's not a scientific explanation. I don't have a scientific explanation. My husband probably could. Um, I'm just giving you sort of an, ex an experiential explanation of what happens when you use these. And then also remember, on the lactose intolerance issue, you either switch to raw milk from conventional, which it sounds like you're doing, Stephanie, because lactase is in raw milk. You supplement with additional lactase drops, either in raw milk or conventional. Or three, remember what I said about long fermented yogurt, 24-hour yogurt, or kefir? You get, if it's fermented long enough, you get virtually 100% reduction of lactose. This is because the culture that you introduce into the milk needs food and its food is lactose. So the yeast and bacteria that are in the culture actually eat the lactose. So it's no longer in the cultured dairy. It's beautiful, isn't it? Just beautiful. And if any of you are uh, follow Trim Healthy Mama like I do, um, you probably know that you don't drink the milk because of the lactose, it's just sugar we don't need. But you have the kefir and the yogurt and you ferment them long enough to reduce the um, lactose and then you have wonderful protein and beneficial acids and also the probiotics so it's just beautiful if you ask me it's just beautiful um this that i mentioned i do have recipes for you at askwardy.tv one of them is my free thick raw milk yogurt recipe the challenge with uh, yogurt is that most recipes have you pasteurize the milk and that's essential really for a good set but i figured out a way to take raw milk and make thick yogurt without having to pasteurize. So it not only preserves the rawness of the milk, but it also takes less time. So it's super duper easy. Um, and you can go to um, askwardy.tv episode 77, or just look below this video uh, for a link to that free recipe. Also, if you're interested in traditional cooking where you know we're doing culturing of dairy and fermenting of vegetables and all kinds of things, um, check out our free traditional video series if you haven't already. We have a link for you below this video to that as well. Uh, all kinds of other links for you. More about the fat-soluble vitamins that are so abundant in the milk cream in the cream, I should say, of raw dairy. Um, I have instructions for how to make kefir, like I've got right here. Um, questions to ask your farmer if you're, if you're convinced that raw milk is the way to go. Go seek out your farmers. Um, ask them questions to get to the bottom of uh, their growing methods and so you can really get behind their practices. Choosing the best milk, as I told you, it's kind of a scale of this is the best all the way down to this is the worst. Um, seven things you didn't know about raw milk. So if you're like a trivia buff and you'd just like to know what's so cool about raw milk besides the things I've shared today, got some really interesting facts there for you. Uh, raw milk Q&A. You may just have some additional questions about raw milk. So we've got them covered for you at raw milk Q&A. So look at the link below this video. Um, and also, <laughs> one commenter on Periscope just said milk is nasty. Um, well, if you feel that milk is nasty, or perhaps you love raw milk, but you just can't have it because of health issues, please know that a lot of the milk substitutes that are in the store are full of all these chemicals and sugars. And so 
number one, you may not want to be putting that stuff in your body, but number two, it's expensive. So why not make homemade milk substitutes at home? So you got to check out our free uh, dairy-free milk and substitutes guide where I give you recipes for making your own homemade dairy substitutes and it kind of gives you the ins and outs. It's a guide to dairy-free substitutes, like how to use them in your cooking and you know, for recipe calls for milk, what do you do instead? So be sure to check that out. That's at askwardy.tv. Uh, 77 episode or look below this video. Boy, covered a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I hope this was helpful to you, Stephanie, or anybody else who's wondering, um, is milk really good? I guess the bottom line is that raw milk since Bible times has been a beautiful food, but right now, and since the curse, since the fall, we live in a broken world. And especially uh, since the early 1900s, we have food industrialization that has ruined our food even further, even more than cursed ground. We have companies and people and practices who are actively destroying the nutrition in our food. It's just the way it is. And so rather than face a losing battle, let's get educated, let's decide or just get to know what works best for our body. And if we need to make changes, like only have fermented raw dairy, or if we need to change from conventional to raw, Every situation, as I said, is unique, and we don't need to throw dairy under the bus, but we clean up our health and our diets. We know what our boundaries are. We can make good choices. For some, that means total avoidance. For others, that means only raw or only fermented. Uh, it's really a unique, um, every person is unique. And if you want to discuss this further, you can, of course, visit the show notes where the transcript is and the recordings of this will be up later, uh, askwardy.tv episode 77. Feel free to post comments. Um, love to take it further with you. And there's lots of links for you to take it further as well. So thank you all so much for coming. It's a blessing to me that you are here. And a quick reminder, Ask Wardy is the hashtag. And we meet here every Wednesday at the same time. So I hope you come back next week because we'll have another question on traditional cooking. And if you'd like it to be one of yours coming up, please submit it. Use the hashtag on Twitter to my handle at TradCookSchool and just put your question in 140 characters or less. If you can't keep it that short, you can, of course, email me, wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, -E, at askwardy.tv. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of AskWardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.